When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Catfish and Crappie Podcast. My name is Mark. Tonight, friend of the shows, friend of mine. We got to meet in real time. It was really cool. It's Justin from Justin's Fish and Fetish. What's going on, Justin? How you doing, bud? Howdy, y'all. How you doing? Doing good. I do need to say one thing. Chris Uzzleton. Welcome, Chris. I want to make sure I got his name once right, at least on air recording here in the podcast. So it's going good, man. I'm glad to have you. We've had John in the past. Uh, we had John, our Christmas show, one of the more uh, memorable events. Um, hopefully we'll be doing another Christmas show this year. Uh, that was really fun to do to just hang out and be casual and, and, and have our own little family Christmas after uh, all our blood relatives go home. It was nice to hang out with the catfish and family. And you had quite the outfit. You want to tell us a little bit about the outfit you had on? All my Christmas temp outfit. I want to say hello to D. What's up, D? How you doing, dear? I didn't see you in chat. She must be watching on a big screen. Chad's always trying to get me in trouble. He's good for that. He's my buddy. Your Christmas pimp outfit, you going to reuse it this year, or do you got something else planned? Yeah, so far, yeah. Well, for years, we've always done the ugly sweater and all that, and I had to up my game that you did in fact how many batteries did that thing need it just takes little three volt lithium batteries oh, nice but it was it's quite the surprise to see it come up on screen i know you you brought a lot of joy and happiness christmas cheer to everybody that day that was a good time so who's that next to you why don't you introduce us to the uh the the, the catfish and crappie head i'm seeing on screen here <laughs> This here is the infamous Gabby Goose. There is Gabby Goose. How are you doing, Gabby? Good. A little story. Uh, she uh, keeps taking a catfish and crappie hat from her dad. I might have to, yeah. when I get a new batch, I might have to take care of, uh, <laughs> take yep. care of Justin with one. <laughs> What'd she say? She said, I'll just steal that one, too. Uh-oh. <laughs> See, now I can't send you one. I got to send you guys some stickers, too, though. We'll figure something out. But, yeah, we're, we'll, we're going to get some merch here pretty soon. I, I did get in contact with my uh, um, with my uh, um, supplier, and, and I, I do have an order in. So um, stay tuned. There's Chunky Cats Fishing. What's going on, Chunky? How you doing, bud? Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, your, your humble beginnings of uh, – as an angler, just how, what are some of your earliest memories? How'd you get involved in fishing? Where did it all begin? Well, my dad would always take me out. We'd go out fishing for carp. That was my dad's favorite thing to fish for. And for years, I went through catching carp. And one morning after fishing all night, I was, took a bobber and a night crawler over by the docks and I caught a 10 pound channel. And I was hooked from that day forth because I. It bought just as good as the carp did. Absolutely. Now, what was your dad doing with the carp? Was he just sport fishing carp, or was he bringing them home? What was he doing just, with them? Just sport fishing. 
this sport fishing them there they're they are a heck of a fight they're a good time to catch i want to thank uh, mike's fishing home with a big boom he says uh chat be flying hello to all uh lovely supportive viewers and content providers as well as panelists who keep it going thank you mike we appreciate it uh so you, you got your first channel cat on on a night crawler yep and how oh. long ago was that oh good night 30 years ago? Yeah, about 30 years ago. Oh, man, I sound old now saying that. <laughs> 30 years, yeah, that's that's quite a bit. Um, it doesn't make you that old. you got to stay young at heart, which I try to do most definitely. Um, and where, where did it go from, from there? I went to fishing for carp and catfish all the time, and then when I got a little more experience and everything, then I started fishing for bass and crappie and then learning more, saw guys, striper. I fish for anything in the water now. And I can attest to that just by seeing the back of his pickup truck. Uh, when, when we, <laughs> what was the name of the lake that we met at? Um, Rocky Fork. At Rocky Fork. We were, we walked over, uh, Justin wanted to show me his cool little uh, uh, minnow bucket, which I need to still pick up. We'll talk about that, too. Um, and we walk up to his truck, and I'm telling you, people, his truck is packed with fishing gear. It's like a rolling tackle shop, not a, not a bait shop. It's like a tackle shop. If you want it or need it or he needs it to fish, he's usually got it in there. So how did that come to be? I got tired of packing and unpacking every time I go fishing, so I got a tonneau cover on my truck and figured out how to pack everything in there so no matter where I'm at or what I want to fish for, I can open the truck up and fish for it. And it's ready to go. How often are you fishing these days? I try to go at least once a week, but it's been kind of busy here lately. Last year, I was going two three four times a week i do want to give a holler out to um <clears throat> to brian b what's going on brian b he finally made it in here uh from his catfish weekly fame thanks for joining i also want to say hello to freddie's outdoor adventures freddie uh is going to give away uh some stickers at the end of the show so i promise i promise i'm not going to hang up on you guys before we do the giveaway so at the end of the show we're going to give away some freddie stickers i think i can probably throw some stickers in there too so uh um uh, hang on for the end of the show, and I swear I won't be uh, hanging up on you. And Alicia's in the house, too. What's going on, Alicia and LG Bass? What's up, LG Bass? I got a fly flying around here. Sorry, guys. Um, cool. So um, let's start off with crappie. I put uh, crappie in the thumbnail picture, uh, at least for tonight's live stream. Um, if you guys want to check out the some of the fish that uh, uh, Justin's good at catching, come on over to the YouTube channel and take a look at the thumbnail, and, and you'll see that this guy loves to catch his crappie. His, his daughter's no slouch what for, whatsoever. I'm constantly getting pictures through private message uh, of them and their fishing conquests. It's always good to get those from from my friends and and, and listeners and, and followers and stuff. But uh, um, um, let's talk a little bit about crappie fishing. Um, how often are you doing it? Every chance I get. Crappie is probably one of my favorite to go after just because I'm tying my jigs and stuff. And it's, I really enjoy catching them on what I've made. 
that that is a rush isn't it i remember the first one i got on my first hand tie jig is actually this spring uh thanks to uh lyle for getting me involved in that uh we might be doing that again real soon i know we had you on panfish nation and uh we had we even had gabby tying jigs in a in a dog mask that was pretty entertaining to do uh we we definitely love it when we see uh the the kids getting involved in the sport and you definitely have gabby involved in it so uh um so what are some of your tag where, where do you basically fish for crop you're in ohio correct yes i'm in ohio okay and, I, I go to about every lake i can get to fish for crop yeah Rock that was my next Cowan, caesar's creek paint creek hoover like when me and roger was up there saturday we're cruising along and I'm picking out spots to crappie fish. I've got all my crappie gear with me, but Roger ain't stopping catfishing. He won't let me, <laughs> he, he wouldn't let me crappie fish. Did he even let you put it in the boat? Oh yeah, I, I carry I carry it with me just in case. Well, you know, David Martin, um, he was our guest on Panfish Nation last week. He he does a good job of catching crappie while he's and cropping white bass while he's he's flathead fishing. So that would be really cool to do. I haven't been lucky enough to be able to have that happen. So yeah, you know, middle of summer, me and Roger went to Deer Creek and went crappie fishing. We had a blast. Yeah, how'd you guys do? I brought home big old nestfuls clean and eat. Yeah. <laughs> With how much is a mess to you? 30 40 that's a that's a mess of fish i need to get out there one of these days i know that uh um chad and d are heading out to fish with the crosses i believe here very soon um i know they're going to get on some crappie they're going to be packing them freezers up for winter so good good on them i'm i'm very envious not jealous but envious it sounds like a real good time i'm going to try and get out everybody on and i might even try to live stream it i'm going to say wednesday um, we're going to hit the chain up here and, and see what, what we can make happen, whether it's on Pistakey or Channel Lake. So uh, if you guys are around uh, Wednesday morning, tune into the channel. Uh, and if I'm live, you'll be able to see the link there. It'll be cool. We'll see what happens. Um, I haven't heard too many people catching them where I usually go after them. So uh, I'll be going in uncharted waters. Maybe you can give me some tips on some uh, open water crappie. How do you like to chase them then? I look for ledges and underwater structure. Mm -hmm. Now, are you targeting big ones, or are you just going after numbers? Any of them that will bite. I'd rather have big ones, but any of them will bite. I shoot for yeah. the ones nine inches and bigger. That's our size limit. That's the size limit. Nine inches, nine inches is is it's a perfect eater. There's no complaints with that being a, a a a minimum length. You know, once they get a lot bigger, they're they're good. To, well, no, I'm not even going to say that. What am I talking about? They're all good. I haven't had a crappie that have been bad. I've had crappie that have uh, scars on their back because someone's illegally here in Illinois. Well, it goes up in here. Someone's used them for flathead bait. Uh, I caught a couple like that actually up on the Wisconsin River. They must be a popular item to use for for flathead bait. But they were they were definitely scarred over and and uh, they ate just as good as any of the other ones. So <laughs> I love using crappie for bait. Crappie is, I mean, crappie tastes good. Why wouldn't fish like it either? Pretty much fish are carnivores. They're going to eat whatever you put in front of them. You know, you got people using all sorts of stuff for bait, and people just get kind of bent out of shape when they're ending up eat, being eaten for the most part anyways. Uh, Ricky over at Solo Text Adventures asking, what jig colors are your favorites to use? 
favorite jig color has got to be a white head with a pink body. White head with a pink body. I have terrible luck with pink. Uh, so if you can make that work for you, that's even better. So, and do you tip your jig with any bait? Sometimes I'll tip it with a minnow. Other times uh -huh. I'll usually, you have one pole with a bobber and a couple of jigs with minnows on it. And then I'll cast and jig with the other one. Um, I've recently, you know, I, I'm a, big proponent of uh, uh crappie nibbles and i really do like these uh smelly smacks holler at your boy from flea fly uh to tip my jigs with they work well but another tip that i recently got was to just tip them with wax worms if you can get them those work really good they got that you know that stink to them and they they, they definitely seem to to help so wax we'll see awesome. yeah and you know, SK over at SK's Crappie Adventures was asking a question in another chat um, about why we thought that crappie liked the smell of garlic this time of year. I didn't know that. I was going to have to try it. So I have some garlic-scented trout bait I might have to pull out. Not bait, but uh, trout scent um, that I usually bring with me when I'm using flies for uh, uh, garlic for crappie. I'm sorry? I've never tried garlic for crappie. It eh, can't hurt. I mean, if you get on them, there's no reason why you can't test it and see if it works. So, Fishing with the Chat says, uh, we all know the real angler of the family is Gabby. Uh, I, I can't argue that. <laughs> <laughs> it also helps you get you out of the house, doesn't it, when you take a kid with you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah somebody to keep you company and stuff as well. That's awesome. Um, she can also throw a cast net, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, learned, she learned how to do that beginning of the summer. I remember seeing a couple of video clips of that. I was pretty impressed. I was surprised she got the hang of it in like two or three throws. She did, expecting, didn't she? I was expecting it to knot up, and she got a hang of it. Looks she's like out. she's knocked out. Poor thing. Okay, it's a long day at school today, I bet, huh? Yep. All right, so you're looking at ledges and drop-offs and stuff. Is that your go-to tactics, or are you a, um, one of them guys who targets a lot of docks, too, like me? Oh, I target docks, too, for sure. Especially docks around deeper water, 14 to 17 foot. And I'll fish about 8, 9 foot deep. Mm -hmm. And I usually catch them there. And you're mostly a bank fisherman when it comes for crappie, right? Unless you're with somebody else. I know you had mentioned you got two boats, which we'll talk about right now, that are are are, are sitting there waiting for attention. But uh, most of the time, you're bank fishing, right? Yeah, unless I do take the boat out. But I take the boat out. I like the spider rig. Really? So you're still spider rigging? And how many poles are you running on a spider rig? Well, with me and her, we can run four together because it's a two-rod limit. Okay. I think you can get away with three per person here if you're moving. Because trolling, they allow you to run uh, um, three lines. I think there's a couple of places you can't. There's like one spot on the Fox that you're only supposed to even run one, I believe. I could be mistaken. Ryan would probably know better. Um, and that's just because it's right by a forest preserve there. But other than that, I'll usually try to run three three lines. Um, I have never had the opportunity to go uh, – spider rig and um i i think i'd like to try it almost as much as i'd like to try uh 
live scope. That's another story. None of us have much experience with that. I've had live scope out a couple of times, and I could definitely see why these tournament guys like it. So it's not as easy as you think, though, but it, it works. Yeah, Parker squared, like with the rod limit, you did say it was two per person, right? Yep, two per person. Okay. Catfish, it's different, though, isn't it? Nope. Nope? Nope, it's two per person on Inland Lakes. You're allowed three per person on the Ohio River and Lake Erie. Okay. That was my next question about the Ohio. Uh, so you got, are you going to go chase any crappies anytime soon now that you got some catfishing out of the way last weekend? Oh yeah. It's starting what to you, cool down and them crappies are going to start getting real good. I'm thinking Probably so. Down. I'm hoping that I'm hoping this is the week I get excited for this time of year, almost as much as I get excited for, uh, um, ice out crappie and it's it's always fun when a plan comes together and you you get on them i got a couple of new tactics i want to try i want to try some mini crankbaits that i picked up you ever do any of that i troll them behind the boat sometimes that's what i'm going to try actually on wednesday if i go we're going to give them a shot see how they work i got these little small ones holler out to uh um archie lures james dockery hello james how you doing turn me on to uh um uh archie archie lures and, and stuff they're very affordable uh baits and 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 such um and and i was able to find some two inch crankbaits i wish i had them in here i'd show you guys they're pretty cool looking little ones but lyle and dockery had talked me into ordering one of every color so now i think i got like 12 or 14 of them ready to go not that i'll ever go through them but we're gonna gonna try it um twisted fishing tv says jigging wraps are good um, this time of year as well. I use jigging wraps and I use the Acme versions. They got, they're like jigging wraps, but they're called glide baits. When you're vertically fishing them, Justin, they have these two little wings. I don't, you guys aren't going to be able to see this on a podcast, but I'm showing on the screen that pop out when you drop the jig down and it goes down in a circular pattern. Cooler. They're pretty darn cool. And they work pretty well in those jigging wraps, man. They stick to anything and everything so i probably snag just as many fish and no i don't keep illegally snagged fish uh, but i probably snag just as many as i hook in the mouth that's how sticky those hooks are pretty cool stuff i've never used them they're pretty neat maybe if check I, them out. i'll have to send you some pictures or some links let you check them out the um they're getting high high in price a lot of the stuff these days uh because of the supply shortage I noticed that a lot of these jigging wraps are running like $10 at some places. The heavier ones, the ones that are made of mostly lead. I saw that. That was pretty crazy. Roger says, uh, taking some crappie to the Crisco Disco. Did you send him home with some fillets? No. Oh, he must have went out and got some himself. Roger likes that term, Crisco Disco. I'm going to try some crappie a couple of different ways. Um, I'm even, I may even try some crappie ceviche. We'll see if I can freak some people out by eating uncooked crappie. Well, it's technically cooked. It's cooked in lime juice and lemon juice, but I'll try it. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> Twisted Fishing TV says, yep, between 7 and $10 now. Yeah, they ain't cheap, Frank. They're going to expensive. Uh, Ryan for sent hooks across his eyes says, I've got everything but a fish on a jigging wrap. You are not kidding. And if you're wearing night fishing clothes, man, you're good. You're going to have to have either some help getting that out of your clothing when you're all bundled up and you're trying to get it out of your 
rear end or you're not getting it out it's they're pretty sticky i've caught fish on them though so i can't complain about the them not catching fish so um all right so um we went over like some jig colors and stuff now are you casting to them are you floating are you floating baits under a cork when you're fishing for crappie what's your preferred both. method use both it depends on both. what they want yep you ever oh. use any those little mini paddle tails that I love so much? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I do want to give a, a shout out to Brush Pile Jigs too. I had a talk with Lee today. He's a good guy. I know he's uh, uh been real busy up there, so I haven't had a chance to talk to him. But he's got some really cool small baits that uh, I think work really well when once the water gets really cold, maybe even ice is over. So I'll be placing an order with him. Um, I, I talked to him to get some uh, uh, prize giveaways straightened out. We got all that stuff straightened out. So I want to thank him if he's out there listening in the background. I really appreciate you, Lee, over at Brush Bile. You're an awesome dude. Um, all right, cool. So uh, uh, what's next after crappie for this year? You had mentioned you, you fish for a lot of sauger, right? Yep, sauger. I'll go down the river and work on walleye and hybrids and hang in the tree and pretend to be a leaf also. <laughs> now, saw guy, that's actually a hybrid, right? Yeah. And are those, those are stocked? Yeah, they're just, they, they can't reproduce. They're a cross between a sauger and a walleye. Okay. And do they taste any different? Do they act any different than either of those two? Nope. They, yeah, they don't taste they, different. They taste they just as good as a walleye, and you fish for them about the same way. And how well, how do you like chasing them? What do you, how do you like to fish for them? I'll go after them with jigs, twister tails, uh, worm harness with about with a bottom bouncer as I'm going along. Mm -hmm. And this to what what's what works best for you this time of year? This time of year, actually, creek chub. My biggest ones have come on creek chub under a cork. Uh, really? Yeah. And just like on a big old jig head? No, I'm cat usually catfishing when I catch the big ones. Really? Yep. I got a live creek chub out underneath a cork, and when you see that cork take off across the top of the water and not go under, I know it's a saw guy. How big a how big a creek chub are we talking? Uh, three to four inch. Yeah, that's a pretty big creek. I know a lot of guys here up north. They'll uh, fish suckers under a big, heavy uh, uh, jig head, and they're they're pretty much you know doing the whole yo-yo action, keeping tension on a line up and off the bottom. So uh, I, I haven't. That's the one fish I have not caught uh, catfishing, to be honest. Which I've caught pike. I've caught even a muskie on a cut bait and it was really odd, but I did a little one, a little baby one. I think it was like maybe, I don't know, 20, 22 inch hammerhead, something like that, or hammer handle, I should say. But I haven't gotten a walleye. I wish I have because they're pretty darn tasty. That's for sure. So what, what do the limits look like in Ohio for wallet, for saw guy? Six over, can, they got to be over 15 inches and you can keep up to six a day. Six is a pretty good bag. I think here, uh, the ones, I want to say it's depending on what part of the river it can be as little as two and i think there's a slot limit too i would have to look to be sure so that's just uh everybody out there listening on podcast or watch and make sure you check your regs uh you want to, you don't want you don't want to get caught with the, the the wrong number or length of fish definitely also it helps for uh conservation purposes there's a reason for those regulations to be in purpose in uh um 
in place. KB Anglers in the house. What's going on, KB? How you doing? What's up, Kane? I see Fins and Fines in the house too. What's going on? Um, so you ever chase any of the other toothy critters? You ever go after pike or or, or musky? I don't know of any place around here that has pike, and I've fished for musky my whole life and never caught them yet. Well, you know, um, I've had them close to the bank, but they cut the line. Uh, is Minnow Dunker as close to you? I know he's quite the musky fisherman. Uh, he's down south of me. He is south? Might be worth the drive. He gets on some pretty good ones. I ain't, I ain't went after musky for a couple years. Yeah, I've, the, I, I haven't targeted him since I was a kid. My home lake used to, they used to stock it with musky all the time. You used to sit there at nighttime catfishing with the lantern shining out across the water. You could watch them swim right back and forth up and down the bank. I'd drop everything I could in front of them trying to get them to hit. Never could get them to hit. And they never would. Inline okay. spinners will be your friends. Gabby laid into one last summer. We was catfishing. It come completely out of the water. She's sitting there leaning back on it, and it cut the line and put her on her butt. Two years ago, I was fishing with my uh, uh, buddy, um, Alex Serafin, and we were, uh, it was the first river trip out looking for catfish. We weren't even looking for flathead. We did come across one there. I think it was like uh, April 26th. So it was pretty early for up here. Uh, but we were um, out in this one deeper portion of the lake. I think we we're looking at a stretch where it gets up to like seven feet. And uh, we were checking that for cats and stuff. And he got a muskie, a big one, up to the side of the boat. As soon as he got it to the side of the boat, that sucker just opened his little jaws, and you could just see the hook and the bait come right out of his jaws. He held on to that bait all the way. And we were we were casting all the way out there. We were easy, 100, 125 feet behind the boat, maybe even more than that. And he held on to that bait all the way until he got a look at the boat. He wasn't letting go for nothing, and he saw us, and he was done. You should have seen the look on his eyes. Poor kid was brokenhearted. He used to get mad when I call him a kid. Now he's getting uh now he's getting a little older. He wishes he was still a kid. Uh Ryan says, yeah, it's 14 inches with a bag of six walleyes. Well, six isn't bad at all. There you go. Six will work. I can go home with a six six fish bag. Easy. Another thing that I'm hoping to try this year, after watching uh um somebody do this on YouTube with um pickerel, is uh pickle and pike. So I might be chasing them. I'm hoping I'm going to get a live stream doing some tip-ups right here close to the house. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Pike will eat anything that's that's pretty much dead below a tip-up. It's not that it's easy, but the bait's easy to get. I had another goal for the longest time of catching a pike on a tip-up with a hot dog. That's like this urban myth that everybody talks about, Justin. And, you know, I got friends that say, oh, yeah, I've done it. I've done it. You can do it. I've done it. So every every time I go out, I always have one under a double double quick set rig with two treble hooks trying to get one, but I haven't even had a takedown. So, well, I don't know. They could be giving me the business. How about everybody in chat? Any of you guys ever hear people catching pike on a hot dog through the ice? Let me know. What were you guys using for uh, – so you fished over at Hoover this weekend, correct? I don't want to give yep. up your – Roger's coming in fishing for my birthday. Very cool. Oh, wait, we got a, another crappie question. Well, Justin, what's your personal best crappie and catfish? People love personal bests. Personal best crappie is 1.8 pounds. 
Yeah, which that's a big crappie around this area. That's a monster. And my best catfish is 70-pound flathead, 41-pound blue, 23-pound channel. That's a big channel. I'm coming for that 23-pounder this spring. I'll send you pictures. I'm hoping to be up at Mendota with y'all. <laughs> All right. We'll be up there. You let me know. But I'm looking for that magic number three. Three zero. That's what I'm looking for. Not that I'll catch it, but that's one of my life goals. Get a 30 pound channel cat in the boat. Uh, let's see what else we got here in chat. All right. So let's, let's talk about your uh, fishing at, at, at Hoover this weekend. You guys did pretty good, didn't you? Yeah. It's a little rough to start out. Of course, it was pretty cold. Start out, we got there, it's raining. Luckily, it was, wasn't too hard to get bait. We got there, started dragging, and we Picking up a dink here, dink there, and we'd live for a little while. And it's not five minutes after we shut the live off, all four rods, bang, bang, bang. We had four in the boat. <laughs> and we started catching more and more. And we run down over to the deep end, and we was over there probably 20 minutes, 51 foot of water. We watched the rod tip just go down real slow, thought snagged. And all of a sudden, it started bouncing, so I reeled down on it, and it's a 26-pound blue. That's my biggest one out of Hooper so far. How big was it? 26 pounds. That's, that's a nice blue. Uh, Hoover's actually where I got my personal bust uh, blue. You want to hear how big it was? I'll tell you. Eight pounds. Eight pounds. Oh, you've heard this story, huh? For those of you listening in podcast land, uh, I have no blues in my area, so I got to travel anytime I do. Uh, I've been meaning to get out on some of the uh, uh, the power plant lakes here in Illinois. It just hasn't come together yet, but uh, hopefully we can get on at least a twenty before the end of the year. I might have to go out there and try that. Uh, but I had a lot of I had a lot of fun chasing those. I got a four and a half pounder and an eight pounder, and, and you know, thank you again to the Cross family for for hosting me for that weekend. So we had a good time. We got on some crappie too. Uh, so that was a fun time. Um, so how many fish did you guys end up with? We ended up catching 22 to 25. We lost count. That's so a good day. A good guesstimation. And how long were you guys out there for? Uh, we got on there, got on the water around 6.30 or so. And we got off the water around 5. And what, what kind of bait were you using? Were you guys dragging baits? Were you anchored up? Give us some details. We were dragging. See, we had strawberry chicken, anise chicken, shad, bluegill. We put the bluegill out early, and they were just hammering them. We wish, I wish we had about 20 or 30 more bluegill. That seemed like what they was wanting. It, it, isn't that the truth? You always either have too much bait or not enough. It's never just right, you know. Uh, I have a problem, too. Live bait usually works pretty good. As long as I have them in my live well in my boat and I get them out and get them home in time, I'll be able to put them back in my bait tank. But if I'm keeping them in the bucket, which, you know, unfortunately I do quite a bit, um, I'll take them home and they'll they'll pass out. So, uh, Sun Hooks and Cross and I says uh, you could – 
you could be eight, eight pounds. You could beat eight pounds of braidwood, dude. <laughs> That's an hour and a half from your house. Yeah, braid. I've actually fished braidwood for a while. They got some stripers there too. I fished for stripers long time ago off the bank over there. Didn't have much luck. I think I got on one. It was a small one, but uh, definitely I had a friend that that lived out there. He's no longer with us, um, but so I haven't had a chance to head out that or head that way south. So definitely an idea. Um, any plans to fish this weekend? I'm hoping to, but that don't, well, Saturday we've got the kids Halloween tournament on Muskrat Adventures. That's right. Muskrat's holding a kids Halloween tournament. Yep. Can you we'll give us little details that. about that? Can you, is, is Gabby's, are you going to, you're going to dress up, aren't you, Justin? Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> are you going to embarrass Gabby or is she helping you with the costume? Well, she's wanting to do my makeup. Well, makeup. She does, she does her own all year long. She'll go upstairs and when she comes down, she's all bloody and gory. She does Halloween makeup all year long. Nice. So if you guys are listening on a podcast, go over to uh, um, Muskrat Adventures on YouTube and it's this Saturday, correct? Yep. Saturday, nine to one. Saturday the 30th, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's going to be a fun time. time. Shovelhead time, that's right. (laughs) Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. <laughs> Are we going to start that with you two? Then tomorrow night, me and Gabby and a bunch of the other kids and everything will all be on Muskrat show tomorrow night at 8. Oh, nice. So check that out tomorrow. It'll be cool to see all the kids on there. I'll make sure to tune in there as well. So what do you what 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 are you where are you guys going to be fishing for that? I'm not for sure yet. Depends on the weather. They're calling for rain. If it ain't windy, I'll probably go to the local pond we fish at because it's close to the house. That way, if we get drowned, we ain't got far to get home. Yeah, get yourself one of those canopies. Take them with you. Pack up some hand warmers and stuff. Keep the kid warm, and then she'll be home. Uh, Sunday in time to go trick-or-treating, right? Uh, yep. Saturday's the 30th. That's good. I got to go out and get some candy yet. If I don't get some candy, there's going to be trouble. I got some bad kids in the neighborhood, or they're getting to that age. So, Short little side story. When we were kids, we used to have these neighbors that used to sit on their roof and used to beam us with candy all the time. We used to love it when we were kids. Uh, now, that has nothing to do with fishing. Surprised I haven't started talking about baking yet. That's been a topic of discussion on all the chats here. So I just had bacon for dinner. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. So what's your favorite way to cook crappie? My favorite way is just fillet it up and I take Zataran seasoning and just put Zataran seasoning on it and fry it. I don't oh, use good. breading or nothing like that. Oh, so you do it without the breading? You just Yeah. Kind of blacken it. Yep. Blacken style. Yep. I wish I could get my wife to, to like that too. Um, what I need to do is try cooking some uh, 
bacon wrapped crappie that might be coming up pretty, here pretty soon next batch i get i think that'd be pretty good i might have to try that we got Freddie sharing out your link. I appreciate it, Freddie. Uh, I think Freddie had a question up here. Let me get back here. Uh, I think he was asking if there was any bucket list fish or bucket list lakes that you'd like to fish someday. Oh, there's all kinds. A white sturgeon is my all-time bucket list fish because mm -hmm. they're massive. And then a whale's catfish is behind that. And... Bucket list lakes, I'm planning on hitting them next year. I want to fish Sandy Cooper, Wheeler, Wilson, Tennessee River. Tennessee River is definitely on my list. I'm hoping to get out there next year. I'm looking forward to that. Go out there and uh, fish with Sampy and, and, and some of the other folks that live out that way. That'll be cool. Maybe meet up with Jody and stuff. So uh, we'll see. We don't have a, a date for that trip yet, but I, I hope to get out there definitely obviously you know we got mendota in the in the spring um that's some definitely some traveling i mean uh white sturgeon that's all the way up in washington right yeah that's the main place i think is it snake river i can't snake remember river i believe yeah i think yeah. it's snake river up in washington mm -hmm. yeah i, I, want, I want a 10 footer you know, you're going to upset Stan if you beat his 222-pounder. Oh, I'll blow that out of the water. I'll make it, the, make it up there. Did you there. know that Stan got a 222-pound sturgeon? Oh, yeah. I, I watched it. <laughs> I don't I think anybody missed it. If you guys want to see a Stan 2 hook into a big sturgeon, if you're listening to this on a podcast, go check out Two Stans Fishing on uh, YouTube. He's got the whole video on there. I think it's like two-plus hours of him uh, fighting this fish on an Uncle Lou's medium rod. Uh, it was quite the event. Uh, another little thing that he does talk about once in a while, but the people at home might not, on the, that are listening might not know is um, Stan is, is right-handed and he had a left-handed reel. So that was another challenge that was in his way. It was also fun to see him get in the water with that fish. That was a good time. There he is. Stan's in chat. How you doing, Stan? <laughs> we all give Stan a hard time about his sturgeon, his sturgeon story, but we all love to hear it. We're always happy for him. And did I say that Stan 3 was my favorite? Stan? Oh, yeah, I say that quite a bit. Wells Catfish. Where are we thinking about going for Wells? Italy. Italy. It's Spain, though. Isn't that where the big ones are at? That's where they eat the pigeons. <laughs> can't, can't I think so. Italy I think, or Spain. I, I think Spain is the, the, the hot the hot spot for them. I forget the name of the river or the reservoir, but they took really good to that water and the water, the, the yearly temperature I think is really, really warm. So they, they've definitely flourished there. Um, there's some video out. If you cheat, if you look it up on uh, YouTube, you can find videos of Wells catfish eating pigeons right off the, right off the right bank. The, yeah. They're right up next to the bank. Yeah. I've seen that where they come and gobble yeah. them up. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, Wells catfish would be pretty cool. I got an invite. I got some family in Eastern Europe, and and uh, uh, there's some Wells catfish there. Probably not as big, but there's also some Xander. You ever hear of Xander? Yep, monster walleyes. They're, well, they don't taste like walleye. I hear they taste like garbage. At least that's what my family tells me. So they don't taste very good, but they're a hell of a fight, and they're fun to catch. And, of course, you know, there's a lot of carp over there, big carp. And uh, um, Eastern Europe isn't hit as hard 
as Western Europe is. So they're, they're big sport fish out there. Actually, they eat them a lot out there too. Um, also, there's a lot of big pike out that way. So if I ever had a chance, I actually had plans to go out and fish with my uncle um, right when COVID hit and that kind of fell through. So we'll see if that comes to be my, my uncle's, you know, like, like 88 years old. So um, hopefully he'll still be around once all of this stuff settles and, and we can get that stuff taken care of. So muskrat says he'd like to catch a red tail yeah that's i know that uh uh spencer over at river, river certified is oh, out there yeah. chasing him i think he posted a video today don't tell me what happened people because i haven't watched it yet don't ruin it for me but check out his channel yeah um, i gotta say the amazon's probably my a number one bucket list that i want to go fish i want to uh, catch the paraiba the red tail all of them yeah he's in guyana i believe so or Guyana or Ghana, I get the two mixed up. I had him on my podcast. I'm like, oh, so you're going to go over to Africa? And he goes, no, South America. So I kind of mixed up my geography there. That was a little of an embarrassing moment. But we know he's down there chasing fish. I've been watching him uh, nail uh, um, peacocks and the vampire fish. I forget what the real name is for those, but uh, uh, those are some scary-looking things. Payara, that's it. Payara, and he was... Yep, and peacock bass so far. So he was going to go after some red tails next, and 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 hopefully he did get on them. I know he's back by now. He might even be listening. So if you're listening, I'll be checking out that video probably tonight, and I'm looking forward to that. So don't ruin it for me, people. Yep, he's down there fishing with uh, um, with Thai Pig Patrol. So they're having a lot of fun down there. I'd like to fish with either Ty or, or Josh. That would be another kind of person. Is there any YouTuber that you'd really like to fish with? That was another question I saw whizzed by the chat. Oh, my. There's a whole bunch of them I'd really like to fish with. Justin from Kayak Catfish is one of them for sure. Justin's a good dude. He's, I like him. He, he's just down to earth. He's as real as it gets, and I really like that. I like being in his live streams. He comes in here from time to time. Justin, if you're back there listening in the background, how you doing, bud? Hope you're everything's well and you're you're getting on those fish as always. That would be another cool one. Do you do any kayak cat? Do you do any kayak fishing? I did, but I got rid of the kayak. It was just a little cheap one, and it killed my back to set in. Yeah. And yeah. first time I got in, it felt like the first time I was on roller skates. I thought I was going to flip over. So, is it a sit in or a sit on? That's sit on. Sit on. The sit on yeah. ones are better than a sit in ones. I remember I got in a sit in one. What was it last year? After I got rid of mine, I'm like, no, they're not for me. The sit on ones are way more stable. You wouldn't think they are, but but they are today. Well, I got. I bought some one inch PVC and some crab pods, and I built training wheels for my kayak. Had my outriggers, right? Isn't that out, what they're yep, called? I built my own outriggers, and that was a game changer in that thing. You can probably stand in them. I see, you know, Ryan, he's always standing, casting his, uh, casting out there. A lot of the kayak guys. I see, uh, uh, has out there standing in his way and fish. I see them all standing in there. It's not something that I'm, uh, uh, I, I still wouldn't have stood in it. It was only like a $250 kayak from TSC. That's all it was. And I was like, okay, I want to get one of the pedal kayaks till I see how much they were. I was like, no, I'll buy a full size boat before I spend that on, on a couple yeah. of it gets up there, but if you want to get into the kayak, uh, um, kayak tournament stuff, it's it's definitely probably. It, I would think it'd be worth the price of admission. I know when I had my kayak, there's something about 
um, sneaking up on them. Um, very serene, very peaceful. You know, once you get them all rigged up and set up right, it's not too bad. So they're not, they're, 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 they're a good time. I'm not going to badmouth kayaks. I really enjoyed my time on them. Oh, um, I loved, I loved it, but I just don't want to spend the money on one. Yeah, they get up there. You put a trolling motor and a lithium battery, and you're looking at what a really good used boat costs. If we had better waters around here where I could catch fish like they do on the James or the Potomac or Tennessee, I'd get in them tournaments, but our waters aren't that good up here. Yeah, if you're listening home, people, and thank you for sharing out links, Freddie. Uh, Justin's Fishing Fetish can be found on uh, uh, YouTube. Check him out. He's got some videos out there. He does a lot of live streaming stuff. Uh, Justin's a good guy. Uh, he'll he'll He's a good resource. You got any questions about fishing, whether it's for crappie, sugai, or catfish, he's always willing to help you out. So, And if he can't do a gab, he will. Or even tying flies. He's a good dude. He'll send you all sorts of pictures of the cool tie, flies he tie out. One, let's talk a little bit about that. I know you sent me some pictures where you're using some uh, materials that are out of the ordinary, right? Oh, yeah. I look for stuff. Anytime I go to craft store, Walmart, or anything, I'm always looking in for something for tying flies. And my latest is the like silky ribbon I found folded over and it looks like wings just like the sabiki rigs you buy and yeah. they were pretty good for crappie skipjack bluegill i've caught all of it on them and are you finding it really slows the rate of descent on those baits when they're in the water yep yeah so exactly down, slow it down let it drop nice and slow that makes the biggest difference, at least in my fishing experiences, modifying that. I got a couple I got a couple of rigs that I kind of came up with myself, not ties, but actually ways of tying jigs on the line. I'll have to share one of them with you. I think you might like them. Um, Jake over at Jigger with Jake asked, Justin, uh, how's the crappie bite out your way? It's starting to turn on. The water's cooling down, and they're getting hungry, feeding up for the winter. Yeah, Jake, let me know when it's on fire down by you. I might take a ride out there. I might do a little short, like, two-day road trip. I'll go stop by you, fish with you. I'm inviting myself. Yeah, that's very crass, but I'm going to do it. And then I know I got a standing invite to go fish with uh, the weekend angler down there. I want to do a crappie tour. Uh, some of those, the waters down there, we'll hit, I'll hit Lake Springfield and maybe either go down to Rend or wherever it is that Josh wants to take me. I'm, I'm getting excited just thinking about it here. Yeah, there's a whole bunch I like to fish. Oh, I'd like to go with jigging with jake i like to fish with josh i actually want to go fishing with dockery i think that would be a blast going and nailing a bunch of them throughout it, little stuff with dockery absolutely would and you know i'm going to take this break just to say everybody in chat if you are not subscribed to james dockery fishing on youtube if somebody could share that link out for me you need to go out and sub to his channel. Why you ask? People in podcast land who aren't familiar with the catfish family is. Dockery does not like subs. For some reason, he started the YouTube channel a little while ago thinking it'd be kind of fun. And people started to subscribe to him. So we're trying to get him to 500 to really make him miserable. So if you're listening on a podcast and you want to help me out, you want to help the people out that, that really love James Dockery and like to have fun with them, you go ahead and sub to his channel. That's the public service announcement for this evening. 
There we go. We got links going up in chat. So James Dockery fishing on YouTube. People remember that in podcast land. We got Justin's link out there as well. Sub to Justin, obviously. Maybe you should get Gabby a fishing channel. Uh, she's, we're working on that here eventually. I think there, I think the prize is a, 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 a like a GoPro type camera, if I remember correctly, this weekend, right for the kids tournament. Yeah, for top one, it's like a. It's not a GoPro. It's an actual like recording camera. Nice deal. I know that uh, Weekend Angler's daughter, Caitlin, has one, and he says she's filling that thing up constantly. I can imagine uh, uh, Gabby really getting into that. It'd be cool to see fishing from a kid's perspective. Man, she is out like a light, ain't she? I've never seen her this quiet. She's usually bouncing all over the place. She's out on the trampoline half the day. So Roger says if she wins the camera. Are you trying to, are you going to try and win it, Roger? I'm just kidding. Josh says, yeah, it's a very nice camera. Caitlin absolutely loves it. So all right. So what else didn't we talk about? We talked about crappie. We talked about saw guy, right? We even did a little bit, uh, musky talk. Oh, stripers. You, you chase those quite a bit, right? Yes. I love fishing for striper. How big of stripers are you getting on? Are they hybrids or are they stripers? They're, they're hybrids. And my biggest is 27 inches, about 11 pounds. That's a big fish. And they fight like the Dickens, don't they? Oh, they fight like crazy. I love the fight they put on. And it's all the way up. It. We were down at the river when I caught that one. Had the rod leaning up against the handrail. Had a rock behind it. We're messing with something other else, and the next thing I know, the rods, luckily it was an open bail. The rod shot out, and it locked the reel, caught it on the handrail. Just enough time for me to grab the butt of it before it yanked my rod in. We were down there that day. It was raining all day long, and the water was coming up, but we were catching them left and right. We were both drowned rats, and when the water finally it come up two foot real quick we were standing there and it was at her feet the next thing you know it was at her knees so we was packing stuff up trying to leave and gabby was mad because she didn't want to leave yet we were catching fish yeah it's hard to leave when you're catching them ain't it uh whiskers and stripes how you doing he says almost striper time here can't wait yeah we just mentioned stripers and the chat's lighting up people really love to catch them they're a heck of a fish. The closest I, I was, I used to get on some smaller wipers on the Tippecanoe River in Indiana. Uh, I don't even know if they still have the stocking program there, uh, but they were fun to catch. And I was just catching them on Rapalas every now and then, but they were definitely fun. I had fish, you know, rocky banks and stuff. It's a shallow river, just like the fox. Uh, but they were definitely a good time and, and, and fun to catch. Uh, so, and, and you're bait fishing for them normally? Yeah, we'll, we'll go down there and uh, throw big white probably three, four inch white curly tails. And then we'll cut shad and throw it out on the bottom. You'll catch just as many on the bottom catfishing as you do with a jig. They seem like fun. I'd like to get on a real big one one of these days. We'll see. Another thing, that's another another bucket lit. Well, a big one would be on my bucket list fish because I've called the wipers. I don't know if they're the same, but it'll work for me. 
So, yeah, people are getting uh, excited. Uh, Darren uh, Angel says, oh, those hybrids are mean. That's what I definitely hear. They are mean, and they taste awesome. Yeah, Roger says, I'd like to catch a striper. Yeah, I might know somebody here on screen that can help you with that since you help him on get on the blue cats. Just give him a call. Chris Hustleton says that strippers are good to eat. You know, um, Howard over at Shamalures, uh, I talked to him, you know, once in a while. He sent me some baits and stuff, which I need to put to work um, tomorrow if I don't get out and uh, uh, get out with the boat, which I don't think I'm going to. I'm going to wait till Wednesday. I might go down to the river and, and try some of the baits he sent me for uh, some white bass. If we get out on white bass, that'd be fun. I talked to a frog guide friend of mine. He says they're 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 on like Donkey Kong quote unquote he told me uh so we're gonna try and do some of that from the shore but that'll just be me spending a lunch hour there so that'll be cool i'm looking forward to that you ever checked uh chase white bass or are they always oh, mixed yeah. in with the stripers? Oh, yeah. uh in the springtime there's a walleye around up at uh Maumee coming off of lake erie mm -hmm. we'll go up there and we'll hit the i'll hit the walleye run up there and then right after that the white bass move in and last time I went up, I think I brought home close to 300. Holy smokes. That's just one day. We got to the point we were catching them going, if they ain't a pound and a half, we ain't keeping them. We're going, oh, don't be a pound and a half. Don't be a pound and a half. <laughs> I mean, it, the white bass run up there is a blast. Are you saying you weren't keeping them over or under a pound and a half? Wouldn't keep them if they were under a pound and a half. If they were a pound and a half or bigger, we were keeping them. We brought home over 300. Wow. That's a lot of meat. And that's a lot of vacuum sealing. We spent four hours belaying. Yeah. How do they taste compared to like a crappie? Uh, they're not too bad. They're pretty good. But I will only eat them from up north in colder water. We've got white bass around here, but they don't taste very good that from the waters down around here really so yep well i got cold water up here so we're gonna if i can get on a few maybe i'll keep a few bring them home tomorrow and just give them a sample I, i've been told that you need to make sure you get the red meat out of them yep. and once you do you're in business same right thing with, same thing with stripers same thing with stripers catfish any of it and when you fillet them make sure you get that red meat off there that red meat's the real Fishy tasting. Yeah, well, I'm I'm no biologist, but they're hard fighting and hard swimming fish, right? Mm -hmm. And they need to get they need to get blood to their muscles. And we all know um, if you consume fish at all, that the blood's what gives them that gamey taste, right? Yep. And they they got that 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 center in that meat that I've seen at least that's usually a a blood red, dark red section of their fillets. Once you get most of that out, Howard's telling me over. Uh, from Shamler is that they're pretty darn good. And he says, you got to make sure you get that out of there. So oh, that yeah. blood's there to deliver blood to their muscles because they're so hard working, I'm guessing, right? I believe I have a video on filleting striper. You do. I will be going over to the Justin's Fishing Fetish channel afterwards and checking it out. But I'm going to fry them. I'm not going to blacken them. I've been on a really big fried fish kick here lately. I got, uh, I put, I put four channel cats in the box last wednesday got that on well actually i didn't i had get a load of this i fished all day i fished i spent like three hours chasing a um 
flathead in brush piles and stuff, not even a bite. So I went to one spot I was going to do really well uh, at chasing uh, dragon baits for channel cats. Nothing. I'm taping, taping, nothing. I ended up with one. I got a TikTok out of that. And then uh, I'm like, all right, I'll try a different part of the river. And I'm looking at the time and I had a business call I had to be on. I'm like, you know what? They'll never know. They'll never know. Now, who's going to know, right? So I'm on a business call with a client while I'm out there fishing. I hooked up in a, I hooked up into four channel cats while I was on this business call. I've never used the mute button before so much in my life, but it was kind of fun. And then what? And then one of the my the the people that I'm working with on this project, he called me up. He says, "You were fishing, weren't you?" I'm like, "Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I wasn't." Hmm. Well, Justin, it was really cool talking to you. I appreciate you having you having you on here. I look forward to seeing you and Gabby and all the other kids Saturday at the Halloween Kids uh, uh, Tournament. I, I look forward to seeing everybody, including LG Bass and Pontoon Jody and Aaron on Friday night, uh, 7 p.m. I believe it's 7 p.m. Eastern time to 7 a.m. Eastern time on uh, Fishing Regulators channel, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, folks. Uh, that'll be fun to see. I know at least what I'm going to do is set my alarm to watch that polar plunge at the end. You know, Jody's won all these bets. She's been taking man cards left and right from all these guys. Oh, uh, yeah. She's gonna, she's she's going to have a um, uh, she's going to have a uh, one of these days. You can't win them all. That's what I'm trying to say. Spit it out, Mark. Spit it out. You can't win it all. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. And there's a bunch of other stuff going on. We got Slab Masters coming up on uh, Chad's channel, Fishing with the Chad. Um, I am in it. I'm really looking forward, but I'm not going to lie. I'm a little I'm a little worried. The lake that I knew I would do really well on, they're draining down the week before. Talk about yeah. bad luck. I think Chad yeah. picked that date on purpose. So um, that's one of the reasons why I'm going out on Wednesday, do a little scouting, and hopefully get on some crappie that way. So Justin, oh, Gabby. Thank you very much. I appreciate you people in chat. Hold on. We're going to do the giveaway. You're always welcome. You hang around too uh, for a second. Uh, we're going to do a quick giveaway. We're going to give away some uh, um, some of Freddie's stickers. Uh, I'll even throw in some of mine. Might as well give them away. I got a whole bunch of them. People really like them. I got to mail a few out tomorrow too. So uh, thank you, everybody. Have a good night. For people on the podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for following. I appreciate you. Take care. <laughs>